Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You know, kind of making that piece, and um, at one point, I, I reconcile it to where, like, if I got the itch to go wrestle again, I would absolutely do it. Feed me more. Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy. I am the Big Guy Ryback. I'm sitting here with JD in Florida. Asian Joe, the third wheel, is out on sick leave right now, but he's actually going to be joining us a little bit later, it looks like. And I'm sitting with our guest today, sitting in Malibu comfortably, I might say. One of my one of the good guys in pro wrestling, a guy I've known for, for many, many, many years, was, was neighbors in Louisville, Kentucky. And one hell of a, one great wrestler, great character, Damian Sandow, Aaron Stevens. How are you doing, buddy? How are you, pal? It's great to see you again. JD, how are you? Good, good. It's been yeah. a long time doing good. It's uh, good to see you, even though you are, you are sideways like a bat, hanging like a bat in there. It's, uh, it, you know, it makes I, um, me laugh. I, I'm, I, I do, it's actually great for your back. So on Sundays, I, I wear a bathrobe, as you can see. <laughs> And um, I just uh, I hang sideways for a little bit, and it's, it's great for overall, you know, spinal um, separation. And and, and I, by by the way, I mean none of this. Uh, there's just a camera glitch for you people that will try hanging sideways. Uh, do not do this. That was just a joke, ladies and gentlemen. We you um, have to explain yourself a lot on this show because sarcasm is missed by by the true the true so, the true story is he bought an inversion table on sale and it doesn't go all the way. That's it. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> You are you are a big uh, inversion table guy, though, aren't you, Aaron? Actually, yes. Wow. There, there is not a topic I thought we were going to start off with. We're starting off hot here on Conversation with the Big Guy on inversion tables. You never know. Actually, inversion tables, um, I swear by them. Because um, I was, you know, and, and you know this, um, you know, both of you, we, we've wrestled for the same company at one point or another in our careers. Um, I am not a big stretch and prep guy. In fact, um Someone made a joke. They've never seen me stretch. It's because I don't. Um, no, and, and that, yeah. that there was a method to that. It was when I first started training for wrestling. Uh, I had done martial arts for like eleven or twelve years or something like that. You know, the whole time I was a kid, and I could do a full split. I can, you know, bridge back and everything. Like I, you know, I, when I would pull a moonsault off, people would be surprised. But no, I, I am actually like I, I learned how to relax. I guess. When I first started breaking in, yeah. So I think my body just kind of adapted to it, which is why, like, you know, in the ring, I could do things that I really couldn't do otherwise. You know, like you go over the top backwards with one, like just just different stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, and that that just always worked for me. Um, I, I've taken up some yoga now and everything, and I've, I'm I need to you know too, I'm, yeah. I'm getting more into that for the overall wellness. But yeah. um, the only thing I ever really did was the inversion table when I would get home. And that would be hang upside down and just from, you know, not just the wrestling, but to me, it was the traveling on the planes. That when you're sitting worse. there, your spine's straight up and down for so long and turbulence. And then you got the uh, depressurization or the, you know, compression of the cab, you know, cabin, whatever. Yep. Um, yeah, the inversion table, it was just like that was like a Wednesday thing. 
That was I, I have the same. I have one upstairs in my office actually, but I've actually now shifted towards uh, doing. I hang from the pull-up bars with my hands oh, cool. uh, because the I found for me doing the inversion table it was um, I wouldn't go all the way down. I, especially I've had my back issues that mm-hmm. I it, it was uh, it was causing me a little more discomfort. But but I used to love it. But then after I had my back issues, but hanging from the pull-up bar of actually. It allows me not to hang quite as long, and, and where I still get the decompression. But I swear I love inversion tables. It's just I, yeah. being a little heavier, I have to be careful sometimes mm-hmm. how much. But I had the same routine every Wednesday coming off the road because that traveling, like you said, the rental cars, the airports, and mm-hmm. that was oftentimes the hardest part of the job. So, yeah, absolutely, to- totally can relate to that. So, what's going on with you now? You're out in Malibu, California. Is that correct? Uh, that is correct. Yes, I um, was out in North Hollywood for a hot minute, and um, you know, as I decided to kind of walk away and step away from wrestling for a little bit, um, which is good. I I think that's a good thing. Yeah, you know what? It it, it really did. Um, it, it kind of caused me to just be able to relax, like be able to get out of that mindset. You know, um, easy. and that's what I needed to do. And and plus, like. Um, where I was trying to, you know, shift careers here, um, I said, okay, well, what is acting? And with me, you know, as I think both of you know, um, people have called me a bit eccentric when it comes to my methods. <laughs> like, You're definitely uh, one of the more fascinating guys I've ever known. And it, but and I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. Great. Thank you. It's, yes. But, um, like, to me, it was, okay, so the roots of, you know, theater, like Shakespeare, so before I, you know, got in an acting class with an actor who was like an extra on ALF or something like that. Yes. Um, trying to teach people how to whatever. Um, Great show. By I the said, way. I, I want to learn Shakespearean acting first, you know, and oddly enough, um, I picked it up very quickly because pro wrestling is like Shakespeare. Obviously, yep. You know, the stage is the ring. Yep. We have a live audience. It's very, very theatrical. Yep. Um, Supposed you know, and, and to be, even, yes. Well, yeah, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, like. <laughs> but um, uh, like, like even like the moves we do, like when we throw a punch, you know how theatrical that is. Yeah. Um, you know, well, I I was on a, a show, um, not to, whatever, but you should definitely check it out. It's called Midnight Texas. It airs on NBC Friday nights. Check it out. Um. But when, when I had to do punching on that show, it was a very close-up thing. And it was so interesting when the camera is that close, how non-theatrical you have to be. But again, it was a quick adjustment and everything because pro wrestling teaches you how to be adaptable, if nothing else. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, so, again, walking away from wrestling, I, I tr- kind of transitioned into some Shakespearean acting stuff. I was going to ask, are you, um, are you done with wrestling or just taking a break right now and going full-blown in, in with the acting? Well, I'm, I am going full blown with the acting, but yeah. like I, I've gotten a lot of offers to maybe do like an, an autograph signing here yeah. or there. Um, so I, I don't, I don't want to turn that down because it's also a chance for me to get out there and, and kind of see the fans again, let them know I'm still, yeah. you know, so which is, it's a good thing. So I think I'm going to start doing that. But uh, you know, and you know me how like when my mind gets on a character, you were there for the inception of Colonel Sandow. I'll never, I've talked about it on this podcast. I, I we're going to be that, all yeah. over the place with this on this show, by the oh, way, yeah. which is because yes. I have all um, my notes and it's, I'll never forget the moment I walked out. It, it's funny how you remember moments with guys and there's two moments that I'm going to just, we're going to go there real quick with you. <laughs> One was 
because you lived with you were with me during a pivotal point of my life of when I broke my oh, I ankle and leg, and it was it was actually it was it was uh, it's funny how life works out and that people are putting because I'm very very uh, stubborn and I stay to myself a lot. I kind of oh, needed somebody around, and uh, it it was good um, that that you that you came into the picture then. But I will never ever ever forget. Crutching out of my bedroom one morning, miserable as all hell, and uh, just being cooped up in my room watching wrestling matches and like leg up all day and watching my body wither away to nothing. And I just stop and I open the door and I. He was still 250 pounds, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Me at my lowest, yeah, was about 250 there. It was. Shredded, depressed, and shredded. The uh, yeah, and and I look across the the room and I see this figure standing in the other bathroom uh, talking to themselves, and it was uh, the creation, and it was somebody I've a character I'd never had seen before, and uh, and it was a voice I had not was not familiar with, and it was it was Colonel Sandow uh, had just been born, I feel like, and uh, I just dropped it. out of the womb. Just dropped out of the womb, and it was one of those I will never, ever, ever forget that. Just having a smile on my face of of the joys of pro wrestling, but there was also one other period with you uh, on the day Kalen Croft, Chris Cage picked me up from the hospital after the day my after my ankle and leg surgery, and brought me back to the house, and I was getting all the electrical. I, I'll never forget this. I actually felt really bad about this. You had just moved in. We're, we're, we're freshly there. And I was in a really, really bad place and getting the electrical uh, things in my leg. I had all the nerve damage done there from the surgery. And uh, I'd just gotten into bed and I, and like I was in so much pain and I was all fucked up from the pain meds. And, and, and you go, well, well if you need anything, uh, so he's, but you said, he goes, uh, you know, maybe uh, snap the carrot. And <laughs> it was, oh. uh, was your advice to me because I, yep. I was in so much pain. I go, yeah, yeah, thanks. And I just remember, like, I closed my eyes and passed out. But I was like, I was so agitated because there were so many issues at the hospital. But it was it was classic Aaron Stevens, just enlightening the mood. And I always appreciated that. Hey, anytime, man. Anytime. Those are my two fondest memories of you, though. Just Thank you. living with me in the apartment. But sorry, not to to interrupt. No, that, 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 you know that was a fun time. And it, again, it, it is funny how you just put into people's lives a certain time, how like you and I, you know, we had had similar journeys where we were there. We went away, reinvented ourselves yeah. respectively and came back. Um, which was funny because you were OVW champion and then you helped me win the OVW title. Yes. You went down to Florida. That was it's just weird how synergistically everything works. And it hasn't and then, been like, cause we were never like super close when I was in OVW, but we live right. right next door to each other at Mallard crossing. You've always been involved in my pro wrestling career. At, the, at pivotal yeah. times, which is it's uh, it's been a joy, and it's funny looking well, back I, with all this. Likewise, likewise, it's especially like you know experiencing when we got called up. It was we got called up at the same time. Yeah, and um, you were like the baby face on SmackDown. I was the heel on SmackDown, yep. and we were so. I mean, we couldn't have been more polar opposite character wise, but it was like. That's when I thought we really. I mean, we bonded obviously in the apartment. Yes, I know yeah. it was awesome, <laughs> yeah. but like. That was when I think we actually looked at each other and we were like, wow, like we really have kind of been in each other's lives. And like the first incarnation of this conversation where we've gone through all this and then like we were actually getting like our what shot and work for yeah. at the same time, which is great because we left the company at the same time too. So, you know, <laughs> hey, blood in, blood out. Right? It, it's not, it's, 
it's literally, it's been one of those weird things. You look back, you're like, we're completely different opposite guys, mm-hmm. but we've had these similarities from pro wrestling and, and it's been, and we've gone our own paths, but there's just like this alignment. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. When I was, we, the other day too, I was like, I was like, why haven't I even thought about asking Aaron to be on the show? <clears throat> Well, I've been under a rock in Malibu, you know? I, I've that had, is, I you have been I in hiding for a bit, so, and I completely appreciate that. I wish I could do that. <laughs> no, we always kept in touch, though. You know, like, yeah. uh, a text every couple months and just to, you know, say, hey, what's up? And, like, we, we've always done that, which I also think is pretty cool, too. Because you don't always with guys. I sometimes, me and J.D. Yeah. talk about this, and I have the guys in the business. Everyone's busy and just living their own lives, and J.D. reminds me of that because sometimes I'm like, man, I get down sometimes because I don't hear from certain people that I thought I was closer with, but then I think... Well, you know, have I necessarily reached out all the time too? It's just everyone's busy with their own lives and whatnot. But we've always Absolutely. stayed in contact. So, Absolutely. Um, yeah, so it's just nice. But so, so you're in Malibu. You're, you're doing, you are, you're going full blown with the acting thing. Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah, um, because it was, you know, moving out to LA, I, I had no idea how this business works. There's a guy by the name of Mitch Ackerman who used to have a very high level um, job at Disney who kind of, I met through um, WWE. He was actually in, in the back in catering one day, and we we became friends. We still are to this day. Um, you know, kind of was talking to me and said, you know, I, I think when your wrestling career is done, you would be a really good fit for out here. Yeah. Um, just based off of some stuff I've said. Okay, cool. Well, it kind of stuck with me, and then even towards the end, I was more like, what if I give Hollywood a shot? So, you know, with me, it was it was like jumping off a cliff that was dark yeah. and you, you don't know whether there's water or concrete or spikes or a pillow or, you know what I mean? Like I I just said, if there's one time in my life that I'm going to do this, it's going to be now. Um, so there I went and literally, I mean, I landed and I, I equate it. It was funny, like going back to dusty, how he would have his analogies, like, you know, a, a military operation. It was like, okay, they just dropped me off in the middle of, the desert or wherever. Yeah. And I have to figure this out. You're either going to survive or you're going to sink or swim essentially. Yeah. Yeah, And and it was, it was, it was like, I I was comfortable enough, you know, with myself because I I equated acting to like doing a wrestling move. Um, I couldn't do a knee drop for the first couple of years of my career. Right. Yeah. And until I was a thousand percent sure I knew how to do it. I still can't do it. Um, (laughs) You know, we all have, (laughs) (laughs) I can't, Right, backplex two guys. So, you know, we're all right. Um, but yeah, so it, it was like with acting, I needed to be comfortable enough in myself to go forward, come out here, did that. Um, you know, so I was like, all right, let's see what happens. And then, man, it's so funny how life works. And I, I know you're a big uh, law of attraction guy. Yeah. Um, you know, we do, you know what? That's another thing. We both, with the secret. Yep. I remember when that was introduced into our lives, really weird. Um, cause we were both living in Louisville. We hadn't seen each other in a minute. Um, That's, oh, I think I know where you're going with, it. I forgot all about to, like, this. Drop yeah. something off for somebody. Like it was a weird. That's when like, uh, me and we're actually moving in together. Uh, That's right. And you were staying at Nova's Bucci's house. That's right. And you wow, had just yeah. been released, I think from developmental mm-hmm. or no, after yeah. you had your, the little run with Casey James. Yeah. Yes. And we just coincidentally came in contact again. And uh, it just, go ahead. We talked about the movie, The Secret. Yes. And like, 
I just remember like you staying with it in your progression and everything. But it was funny to me, like when I saw you go out there and you actually talked about the secret yeah. on TV and you had the little, you know, the, the ride back thing in the form of the secret on the armband. I was just like, wow, I remember us having that conversation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And again, like we never, we, we definitely did a couple car trips together and, and road trips. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, we were never like with each other all the time, no. but we've just always had that, like that, that bond. Yeah. You've it's been, you've it's been, been around me as much as anybody. It's like, it's yeah. crazy. And I'm looking back like, I'm, it's, it's like, wow, this is, but we've come a, into each other's lives at just those key moments. I feel like yes. things. And you look back and it's like, whoa, this is, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's really cool to look at. And, yeah. I remember seeing that, and then you, in, in talking to you, because I was in a bad place, and, and I was getting out of it, and mm -hmm. then, and, and, and was too at that point, and then you, and, uh, like, you weren't where you wanted to be at that time, and it's just funny how it all kind of came full circle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, but yeah, so no, I, I, like, uh, back to the law of attraction, yeah. we end up um, here. Um, and, and again, still after about a couple months, I went, Ooh, um, am I going to need to put spandex on again right away? Yep. Uh, and I said, no, I'm going to, I'm going to stick this out. I'm going to stick this out. Um, that was your initial reaction because I talk about this with wrestling. It's really tough oh. with people, right? Like it's, oh yeah. You, and you see it going yeah. on with other people. It, it can, it can, it destroys a lot of lives. Yeah. It's not, yeah. it's been involved in your, you've been involved in wrestling your entire adult life. And it, well, that's why you have to kind of know who you are yeah. and nothing else can touch you after that. Yeah. But, um, you know, and it takes practice as we all know. Yeah. It doesn't always yeah. happen right away. It's no. Uh, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so no, I, I was there and, um, I ended up at a, uh, shooting a commercial for the screen actors guild. Right. Uh, I had not been accepted to SAG yet, but they wanted me as like an outside someone SAG eligible. Like, it was just super weird how this was set up. Like, Brodus was in town. So, you know, he's another one. Like, when he's in town, I go out of my way because yep. we have to, to chat. And, I mean, and, and we did. We spent a lot of time. Me, him, and Santino. Like, in fact, everyone used to joke about that. Like, the yeah. three of us. You and Brodus Clay, uh, you guys traveled together for. All, all the time. I, I the time. still, going hard in the paint. That's my Brodus That's, Clay reference. It's one of my favorites you've ever. <laughs> and he's saying it on Fox News now. I mean, yep. he, the guy told China to break bread or play dead. Like when you open up your phone and start checking stuff and like, you know, the little news feed shows up. Yeah. It wasn't a wrestling news feed. It was a, a regular show. It said, uh, Fox contributor Tyrus tells China break bread or play dead. And it's a picture of, of Protus now known as Tyrus, but like sit, you know, hat on backwards and just laying the law down. Being, and, being Tyrus, being Brodus. He's just yeah. himself. I love it. And he's, he's done amazing. So proud of him. Yeah. So proud of him. Yeah. Uh, but, but again, you know what? Let, let's be realistic. The guy is legit 6'8", 350 pounds, uh, and can move. Because I've been in the ring with him. Yep. I wrestled him for the first six months up there. Uh, and is one of, like, on top of all that, is one of the most entertaining and witty human beings off the, like... On screen and behind you, the screen. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, how do you say, you know what, we don't have anything for you? Yep. Um, but you know what? Obviously, one of like, I, I think now... Yeah, um, I, I, I'm just very, very happy for him. Yeah, he's so, that's yeah. another guy that it, it's funny. This generation of guys, you see, I, I feel like in the past wrestling is, is, and just it's not. I don't want to say just just wrestling, but I think guys have, that have a love for the business that that 
that leave it, whatever reason that is for leaving, whether it's released or on their own, it can, it can sometimes be a detriment to what you do in other things in life and it doesn't translate. And I think we're seeing this generation of guys are kind of, guys are leaving and doing their own thing and finding yeah. success in different ways and yeah. it's cool to see. Yeah, and like with me, when I, um, you know, because everyone knew me as Sandow Sandow, one of the first things I did, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to acting. I go, I don't want to get a part, and I know this sounds completely backwards, and um, but it's where I was at the time, and I don't regret it at all. I shaved my beard. I changed my haircut. I mean, when I, because I didn't really plan on going to Impact, yeah. Um, but I ended up there. had a really good time, my time there. I have nothing bad to say about yeah. Impact at all. It was great, um, but... When I kind of walked on impact, I look. People joke like, "Did you shape shift? You look like a different person." Um, and you know what? I had to literally shed the skin of Aaron, the pro wrestler. Yeah. Because I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to have success out here, number one in Hollywood, you will get niched so fast. I have had to work against that quite a bit. Um, it doesn't translate to other things. In, in, no, it doesn't. It can be a no. detriment, like you said. It could really. It's. Yeah. So now, yeah, like to me, wrestling is a talking point of what I did. But now it's like, oh, yes, I studied Shakespearean acting, da da da. You know, I've done this play. Uh, and again, like as you transition now to more like on screen stuff, it was just, it actually gets a lot easier um, because you don't have to be as theatrical. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like again, like the violence that I did in Midnight Texas, it was just so small, but again, with cameras and everything. And then, uh, but at the same time, um, this was a part that I needed emotion too. Like I needed to almost get to the point of tears. Yeah. Um, so man, my, um, my acting training really, really helped a lot, but, but, uh, you know what, going back to this, I just, uh, we were talking about the law of attraction, right? So, yeah. um, and I apologize, ladies and gentlemen, if we're all over the place, but, uh, no, no, I that's what this is going to be that we have a lot of, this is, yeah. I prefer it like this on the guys that yeah. I know it, it makes for the cool. best. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I was at this commercial for SAG, um, and I had watched a documentary called um, "What the Health." Yep, I've seen. Right. Yep. So I watched this documentary, and girl I was dating at the time, she says, "Let's try going vegan for two weeks." And I went, "You know what? Like, yeah, I. What is the worst that could happen? Like, let me just try something new." And yep. So I went vegan for two weeks, right? Um, and we said we were going to do it on a uh, Monday. Monday was the day we were going to start. The SAG commercial was being filmed on a Sunday. So this is the day before. And I'm sitting there. And, uh, and I mean, this is like Martin Sheen was there. Um, it was a, uh, it, it was kind of a, I think I actually tweeted a picture of me and him out. <laughs> um, well, which was funny because I had just came from using the restroom. I had washed my hands. Uh, and I'm walking out, and all of a sudden, Martin Sheen's standing there. And I, he looked at me and said, hey, man, how's it going? And, um, we said hi, and then a photographer showed up, and he snapped a picture of the two of us. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. Great photographer. Yeah. Um, and, like, that was on, like, it got some press and stuff, which which was just very funny, right? Yeah. Again, here I am, like, still, you You're know, greener than, than a goose, you know what. Yeah. But... I'm like, all right, well, this is cool. Now I'm sitting there still by myself. I don't know anyone. Okay. And, you know, I was never known as a big man in pro wrestling, but even though you are like, a big, you're a huge guy, by the way. Oh, well, yeah. thank, but like, no, I mean, like, I wasn't like, you know, you were, um, yeah. but man, like, do you know how big, like, even an average size pro wrestler is out here? 
I've always heard that, and because a lot of the biggest stars are, are way smaller than we oh ever. Oh my could god! Have. So you yeah. must be just a giant. You are like the big yeah. show of Hollywood. So I'm I'm feeling like Gulliver's Travels right now, right? Like all these little people, and I'm going okay. I mean, and everyone is like giving me the once up and down, like oh who's this, who's yeah. this, and there was there was a few nice people there too, um, you know. But Hollywood's a little different, and all Hollywood sudden, heat. Well, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, all of a sudden, this woman comes in, like dressed like she just came off of like a um, like a farm. She had like hay all over and like. And a shirt that said Vegans Rock. And she had all these signs about protecting animal rights yep. and everything. And I'm sitting down and I'm looking at her and I'm like, well, you know what? I'm going vegan tomorrow. Which, hey, you've both known me for years. Have you ever known me to be vegan or anything no, like no, that? It, no, no. It's the like, one form of dieting I have not done either. So Weird timing, right? Really yeah. weird timing. I sit and I ask her. I'm like, oh, you're, are you a vegan? He goes, yep. I'm actually doing this thing where I'm going to try it for two weeks. Um, what do you think? Well, okay, so this woman, she has been, like, gangster-level Malibu, all right? Everyone thinks of Hollywood, and and that's the epicenter. Man, I'm going to tell you, Malibu is one of the most interesting, insane, amazing, wonderful places um, I've ever been. And I actually, I thought I would be more disconnected with the people out here. Um, I've never felt more connected. Wow. And I don't know what that says, like, to any community. Yeah. Um, so this – and this lady, Sherman, right, she she has a dog grooming shop, which if – by the way, if you're in the California area, go to Sherman's right on Pacific Coast Highway, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, uh, no, so she, she has done years of animal rescue. Um, I mean, when, when there's a, a natural disaster, this woman flies and is in charge of wow. positioning animals. She, she's an amazing Great. woman. Um, but she is, like – third generation Hollywood, which it's, it's pretty interesting because she, as she was talking to me about veganism, well, what are you doing out here? Um, just, you know, trying to, uh, to get to, so you don't have like this, you don't have that, you don't have X, Y, Z. Well, I have, you know, some of it, some, but I don't, I don't know. She goes, hang on. And then, um, she put, just puts me on the phone with this woman. Um, and then the next thing I knew, okay, I'm getting headshots done a different way. I'm getting all kinds, like my career is now starting to whatever I, I'm at, um, going over these producers, houses, however, excuse me, let me uh, take a sip of water here. You essentially met a, a really good connection to somebody that gave you uh, Dude, I'm reading a book on this right now on how connections are the most important thing. And let me tell you this, this woman, I think she was my mother in a past life because yeah. she like, like and, and, and her mother was one of the most amazing women in Hollywood. Her name was Teddy Sherman. And this woman was a writer. Um, like, wrote, like, all the episodes of, like, the Wild West. She wrote, some, like, the John Wayne movies, um, a bunch of westerns, the, the old show Gunsmoke, The Rifleman. Um, famous story about her was hired to write for the TV show Lassie. She hands a script in to the president of, uh, I think it was NBC or Paramount or whatever, and he goes, this is the most amazing script I've ever seen. Like, it has all these things to it. It's so deep, but you didn't write about the dog. And she told him, how am I supposed to write about a goddamn dog? What depth is there to that? And walked out and just quit Lassie. And really? Like, so she's awesome. And, and, and oh. became um, a really, really high-level acting coach to where 
um, the connections that this woman has and the people that just revere her. So like her daughter, it's, it's, she's like my Mr. Miyagi out here mm-hmm. of acting. Um, and yeah, so it, it really has been absolutely amazing. Uh, like, and, uh, and again, the people she's introduced me to are, are really cool. So, um, again, you know, me and Malibu would be where you are if you didn't meet her right now. Absolutely not. I would probably be like settling for just the, the big, uh, you know, gunman number one or two roles. Yeah. No, there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. Um, like I, I, I'm all for you need work when you can get it, get yeah. work. But um, the trajectory of my career, what, what she said to me, she's like, no, like you look the way you look. We need to get you doing like really emotional, like deep or just meaningful scenes. Yeah, you don't want to get um, stuck like, doing those roles or get, get yeah, stereotyped so like, right off the bat. I turned down yeah. a lot of roles, actually. Um, I, I turned down quite a few. And, um, you know, because really, like, she, and what she told me, she goes, all right, look, I'm not charging you anything, but from now on, I'm in charge of your career. You're not going to do anything unless I know about it. Yeah. And let, let me tell you, this woman, uh, yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about her. And what she did for the fires, like, we had, it, it's been a hell of a month here. And I'm sure you guys have heard about. I was going to ask, yeah, with the Malibu, with the fires in California, is everything's calmed down now? I take it, and just it's. But you were right in the center of all of that. Man, it has. I actually, um, when the fires hit, right. So we had we had that shooting in Thousand Oaks. Yep. There was a mass shooting in Thousand Oaks, which is about 20 minutes from where I live, and that happened, and I had to go, like run some errands and I was coming back and I actually drove by the vigil where they were having that. This was on a Thursday. And, um, you know, again, like, what do you say? It's just, it's terrible. Um, what those people are going through, even as a community. Um, so that was Thursday at about, I want to say around seven o'clock. And then all of us, like the, the smoke started like even more and more and more. And, um, I just remember Colin Ryan, um, who is a hot young Briley. I think he's been on your show. Dolph Ziggler's little brother. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and it was like, Hey dude, um, is it cool if I crash with you? I don't, I don't know what's going on here. And he, of course, I mean, him and I are very, very good buddies. So he's like, yeah, just come on. Uh, ended up not being able to get back for five days. There was a mandatory evacuation, um, 15 minutes after I had gotten out of Dodge apparently. Ooh. And, um, yeah, it was just a mess. And then the following Friday, like, so this is Thursday night. So not only have the people from the mass shooting, like they, they didn't get, a chance to mourn. Yeah. I mean, that, that's something that it takes years for a community to recover from. Yeah. If, and then you never, I mean, I Fully would assume recover, you never yeah. really make a full recovery. Um, but then all of a sudden, like while the vigil's going on, Hey, uh, like the town's on fire. Um, and, and so that it was just a, um, really, really intense, uh, couple days, but like, so leaving Thursday, then coming back Friday, I'm, I'm at the gym with Ryan and, not California news, but like CNN is broadcasting from the gas station right down the street from where I live. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that hill's on fire, so I'm probably not going to have a, a – but <laughs> with me, I'm, I'm not like a, a – you know, I've never lived above my means. Yeah, and materialistic um, and or anything really, of that nature. Yeah, I, I just – I'm a really simple guy, which is funny because I live in Malibu now, which is – yeah. I know, but that's such as life. Yes. Um, maybe my detachment allowed me to end up here. But You appreciate um, the views that Malibu offers, I too. feel, more than anything. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that happened. Um, drove back five days later, and it was like, I, I have never, look, I, I've lived 
Massachusetts, we, we have hurricanes. Um, Kentucky, we've had, you know, the Kentucky, Indiana area, yeah. tornadoes, earthquakes, whatever. Um, I've had earthquakes in Puerto Rico, all kinds of stuff there, typhoons. I've never seen anything like this. When I was driving back on the 101, once I got past a certain exit, um, the hills were just completely charred. Completely. I mean, it was just like black everywhere. Like the ash and like the smell yeah. was just power lines were down. Um, yeah, it, it was such a it, it, I, like I I joke. It was almost like, wow, OK, so this is what Armageddon looks like. Yeah. And so I'm again, I'm driving, I'm driving. Here we go. Uh, I pull off and as I'm driving kind of like into the neighborhood I live in, it is like nothing happened. Everything around my area, like circumference, right? Like the hills, you can look at the hills and see where everything burnt, but it's like my neighborhood's fine. I mean, it was absolutely miracle. Wow. Yeah, I know um, a, a few people that have lost their homes, which is really an unfortunate thing because people think, right? You, when the average person thinks about Malibu, they think, in my opinion, right, like, oh, like, Baywatch, kind of that type of setting. Yeah. Like, that's where it is. Well, yeah, that that's Zuma Beach in the summer, but there are, it is such a rural community. There are so many people there with animals, horses, there's farms. Yeah. Um, it's really, really an interesting place. People lost but, everything um, out there. They're... Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, a, a dear friend of mine, the guy who actually, um, who I'm, I'm doing some business with now, uh, Dan, uh, 33, uh, 33 and West... Uh, management or not management agency. Okay. Um, um, he just just started up. He's doing really well. Um, you know, really really um, proud of everything he's done. But at the, you know, at the same time, um, what really sold me on him was when everything like you lost everything. The attitude he had, and um, you know, the kind of a family man that these last couple weeks, like I've got to see him. Because you know, when you meet someone, hey, how you doing? Everything is great. But then. When you actually get to know someone, especially in tragedy, just brings like people this. closer together. Yeah, so got really tight with him, um, you know. And I, I was friends and fraternity brothers with his business partner. So like that's how we're all kind of like a, you know, and, that, and that's yeah. what Hollywood is. It's it's very similar to wrestling in that respect. Yep. But um, yeah, just to be able to to bounce back and recovering and seeing how you know he's handling things, how his family's handling things, um, you really do. Tragedy can bring out both the uh, the worst and the best in people, and um, I tell you what, these fires in Malibu have just been crazy. Like I was talking to a guy; he was um, a retired uh, battalion captain for the fire department, and he said when that initial wall of flames came over, he said it was four miles wide. Jesus! Like what? Yeah, and I mean, oh. you know what I'll do? I'll Instagram a couple pictures. Um, did I send you the pictures? When I went, like, I'm two weeks to... ago, maybe? No. Oh, my God. I mean, that, you just have these cars that have been, I mean, completely incinerated, right? Melted, where the engine has melted and liquefies underneath the car. And you can see where the engine melted and just turned into, like, molten Ugh. metal, like Terminator style. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the thing, the umbrellas, right? You know how people have umbrellas outside? Well, those things caught fire, and because of the wind that was pushing the fire, the Santa Monica winds, it Mary Poppins the umbrella up, and the thing would travel, land, and start another fire. Now, this hundreds of these flaming umbrellas. I mean, we're 
what the hell do you do? You know? Um, yeah. But again, Mal- yeah, Malibu's bouncing back. Um, and I tell you what, if it wasn't, for, again, for that lady Sherman um, and for really the community in Malibu, um, my career would look very different right now. And uh, so I'm grateful to them. Uh, and then, but, you know, as of right now, it's just this uh, kind of dealing with the, the situation here, but people are bouncing back quick. So that's, that's good. I, I saw there were people too. I, and social media is, is a whole other thing, but there were some people that, you know, all those people, they have money, they'll be fine. It's like, it's no. completely, I don't, it, it, it's not everyone does, first of all. No. But second of all, that is an emotional, people losing loved ones, their animals. Like, I, I, I sometimes just don't know what people are thinking when they say one, things or if they are at all. But once, can I uh, share a, a story? Please. Uh, we were filming at a location in Malibu, and it, it was in, inside a guy's house. This guy was 98 years old. He looked to be in his early 70s. Could stand up straight. I mean, and um, this was actually like one of the first scenes that I did with a, a major actor. Yeah. So it was, um, I'm like, okay, well, I need to kind of really get my, you know, get my, my mind right. But, um I was just talking to this man, like I couldn't stop talking to him, um, just about the life he had. And like, he was showing me like the books and the memorabilia from his family and his grandfather and stuff like that. So long story short, his house did not make it. He's fine. Yeah. But the one thing he left with is his father's hammer. Wow. And that like, I got goosebumps when I heard that, like how, you know, again, all those memories, everything, and it's like, okay, we got to yeah. go. Wait a minute, I'm taking this. Yeah, that is, um, wow. it's amazing. And again, there, he was very, very, um, you know, That's well just off. That's one story and, of one. Yeah, guy, but though. there's yeah. a, uh, you know, he he was one of the much more fortunate people um, financially. There's a lot of people in Malibu that have been second and third generation people there who have inherited property. Yeah, so they're on fixed incomes. And the way the insurance companies are dealing with a lot of people, like they're, it's it's going to be very difficult, nigh impossible to rebuild. So yeah. what do they do? You know, that's the that's the part of this that very really real nobody problem. understands. And um, but again, you know what? Tragedy really does bring out the best in people, yeah. and um, and I, I I firmly believe that, and I I've seen that here. So, well, that's good. Now, yeah. that's because I haven't seen anything in, in the news. I don't watch a lot of the news to begin with, mm-hmm. but. It's good to you're in. Don't the, blame the th- No, you're in the thick of things down there, so it's good to to get mm-hmm. an update on that entire mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. You've been in Malibu for about a year now, is that correct, or a little more? Yes, sir. Where Where were you before Malibu? I was in North Hollywood with. Uh, okay. With our buddy Ryan. Yeah. And in how? So how long have you been in California now? About about two years. Because you were living now before you were living in Kentucky again, right? Yep. I yeah. remember during our WWE run. You were living, you were back in Louisville or outside of Louisville. Yeah, I was right outside of Louisville um, in Indiana. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, um, that just happened. And, again, I just kind of like the, the way life happened, I just naturally, I, I felt like I was kind of being nudged, like you need to go to California. And, like, I, I can't explain it. It was just, I, I had done everything I wanted to do in wrestling. You know, yeah. I... I always thought, yeah, I want to be the world champion. And to me, my moment was um, at the Battle Royal with the Big Show at WrestleMania. Yeah. When, you know, Miz and I, we had our thing. And 
I remember like how the reaction I got there and I just said, I'm like, you know what? This is so genuine. Like they're not cheering for me because somebody in the back wanted them to. Yep. Um, and up to that point in my career, you know, it had been great coming out of the gate. Yeah. Um, and you know, we're all going to have obstacles. And I, I felt I had, you know, circumvented, if not decimated any obstacle that was put in my way. Um, no matter how ridiculous it was, you truly and, got over on, on, on with what they gave you. Cause I, I remember that entire thing. I wanted to talk about that, but I, I, I was out there for that. And mm-hmm. I think you would, it was the people truly appreciated the effort that you were putting into the character. In, yeah. Made, and I, made and I the think best like they had seen enough of me on TV yeah. too. And like, yep. you know, um, uh, enough of what was written for me. Yeah. Um, where they had developed a sense of empathy in a way. And, and again, you know, I, I view it, look, that is someone else's sandbox that we were playing in. Yeah. Yep. Um, took me a while to get there, but like at the end of the day, not an easy realization, no, but that's what it is. Yeah. Like there's no, it, it's just like in Hollywood when you read for a part. Okay, fine. We just happen to be a week to week soap opera. And it, there's a lot more craziness involved as we all know. Yep. But, um, yeah, you know, just let it let it happen. And uh, the fans, I thought, it, for, for them to appreciate that, it was kind of cool. And, um, yeah, like that that was – I didn't need to do anything else in the wrestling business because I had made peace in here. Yeah. Which was really a uh, an interesting place to be. And, um, you know, especially like, you know, to the, I thought I was going to win. Then all of a sudden, oh, no, show's going to win. And everyone was like, oh, whatever. But you know what? Hey. Look, it's Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Um, show is the big man. Yeah. You know what? I don't need a win to steal the show or get over. Yeah. And that, like, that was how I always approached it from a performance standpoint. You know, um, look, um, Anthony Hopkins. He didn't need to be the uh, the number one good guy and in every scene to steal a show in Silence of the Lambs, right? But that's all you think of. He was only, I think, like. 11 minutes of that movie? Yeah. Which is crazy. Well, that's what I, I've talked about before, with a, especially at the WWE level. Mm-hmm. It, it, we're all playing roles. And, yeah. And nobody ever fails, essentially. We Everyone goes out and plays the role that they're asked, and, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. And it's hard for, I think, sometimes some fans to realize that and whatnot. But as mm-hmm. you, you always did everything that was asked of you and to the, to the maximum ability i thought no, thank you. And, and always went all out and i think that you you and miz that i remember when that that all in being there for that when when they were having you do i think before that you were kind of just doing random characters weren't you going out yeah and yeah it was they almost were, like you lost your the... mind type or, or kind of being a little crazy wasn't yeah it? which because they, they you know they were doing the have him dress up as someone new every week yes which we had seen before yeah so, okay, in my brain, all right, this is what you want me to do. Cool. Um, one thing I will say is that if I ask for something, I can never remember a time when they didn't, like, get me it if yeah. it was to play a character. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, I didn't ask for, you know, like a real gold chain or anything like that. But, you know, <laughs> like they, it, they were always fairly economical, but um, – they were very good with that. Like when I, I was going to team with um, Fandango and they wanted to put me in just a regular, like, like his pants to be a yeah. dancer. I'm like, hell no. Like 
I'm getting a onesie leotard and it is to be flesh colored. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you know what? It was, it was funny. We, we went and kind of pulled it off, but, uh, you pulled everything yeah. off. I, I remember though, before that, if this, and this is another thing too with you. I remember because in, we talk about in wrestling and I wanted to talk a little bit about your final couple of years in there in a little mm-hmm. bit, but I remember, and I think it's important for people to realize just how out of control it is in the wrestler's hands, and all you can really do is what it, what is what is given to you, and in your time requirements, and yeah. to the best of your ability. But I remember being on live events with you, and you were being you were being serious, Damian Sandow, for a bit. And I think yeah. you were, I think it was you were a babyface. Brief were you a you were before yeah. the, the silly stuff. You came back. You were serious, but I remember you had different music, and I remember I remember thinking, I go, holy shit. You were getting really good reactions on the live events, yeah. And I don't think you were on TV necessarily yet. Am I correct on that? Um, or were man, you? I tell you what, after Mizdow, yeah. Um, like th- this was was this really... after Mizdow that that happened? The series, yeah. This was because because yeah. um, what happened was okay. All of a sudden, Miz and I had lightning in a bottle. Yep. Um, there were plans to scrap it before WrestleMania. We got another three months out of it. Yep. Um. So it wasn't just lightning in a bottle. Like we we kept that going. Yeah, um, that was. I, mean, then, I thoroughly enjoyed. I think everyone did that entire run. Well, thank you, thank you. And um, you know, there was obviously like, and, and I knew because I had been around long enough, and I, I had had it happen to me a few times before. Um, when you get either a little too much heat or a little too over, it's okay. Like, what are reasons to um, justify something? If it's not and in their, if they, if it's not in their cards, if it's not by design, then yeah. it, it is. It is. Uh, you're swimming uphill. Yeah, and it was like, yeah. well, so certain people uh, who will remain nameless. So, oh, well, what do we do after Mizdow? What do we do after Mizdow? It's like, well, first of all, dude, uh, not your problem. Yeah. Um, I had see Mizdow was not look. It was stupidity, uh, ridiculousness, and awesomeness. Just. Like oh, mold into a bright. I mean, it was like really. What are we all watching? Yeah, and especially I, like when we were ingrained in developmental, make it believable. Do this, do that. Like I was wrestling the Invisible Man and essentially taking a hot piss yeah. on the industry. Yeah. But it was done in an entertaining way, and I fans knew that there, there was another level of connection between myself and the fans. I was going to say you like, had a very very unique connection with them during this entire yeah Yeah. and um after that like what what do we do what do we do i said look if you give me the mic for three minutes i will hand you like what you'd like because all i needed to do was sustain that reaction and that was it yeah and i remember road dog god bless him went fought for me got the promo and it was something like about how i was gonna just keep being myself and blah 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 i'm not gonna be dressed up as anyone anymore this was on raw yep um and it went over really well to where, like, I I had been buzzed at a few people in the truck were even like, okay, wow. Um, I knew it was going to be like that, but, you know, other people didn't. And the next week I was dressed as Randy Savage with no reason. They had filmed something. They're like, oh, we're going to put it on .com, and, and it just it never ended up airing. So, like, yeah. to the fans, I just showed up as Randy Savage. But guess what? Um, not my sandbox. Yeah, I got to be the best imitation of randy savage i can be yep. and then the uh, henning and i when um we had uh you know they decided to do the the hogan savage thing with us and so we just we had a blast with that 
And then there all of a sudden, like there was about nine to 10 months where I was not booked on TV, Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. I, what, I didn't get a dark match on TV, but they kept me on the road full time. Yeah. Like I was gone five and a half days on a full time schedule, without, which didn't really happen. So I'm going, like, what is the issue here? And, and with me, I mean, I, I really had no strikes against me as far as I was nope. concerned because I always was respectful to everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I never like went um, up to Vince unless I felt I absolutely had to. Um, and, and the thing is, like people, they, they have uh, you know their ways of trying to buddy up with top, and, and it all looks the same. You know, we can all we know what it is. Yeah. Um, it, it rhymes with ground hosing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with me though, look, I mean, I'm going to go out there and perform. If I need to talk to you about something, I will. So therefore, it, I wanted to be a low maintenance talent. Yeah. We don't have to worry about him hurting anyone. Uh, consistent reactions, you know, and there's, there's never been an issue. Yeah. Well, okay. So I also, when I asked them questions, like, what can I be doing? What, you know, it was just, oh, you know, it was a very, um, don't know what to tell you. Don't know what to tell you. Well, okay. I remember talking to you quite a few times, having discussions with you. Yeah. And it was the ring and yeah. And seeing we had our own dealings going on, but like, I remember it was, I remember talking to you about this at different points and it's, yeah, it's really frustrating right. from your standpoint because you, you're doing everything right, and it's yeah, but sometimes don't get straight answers. Yeah, and but you know what though, it, it was also a lesson. Like if yeah. you look for justification outside, it'll never happen. You just need to be okay with you. Like justify inside. Yes. I mean that's why. Like when I left, I felt like after a week I had aged in reverse ten years. Yeah. Um, you know, out of the environment it, will it, and it, yeah, the environment. But it was because I, I had like made peace with yep. with me. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to let anyone, I don't care who they are, how much money they have, or what company they own, let me, like, oh, I'm, I'm not good enough for this. Like, why am I not good? No. Yeah. Yep. Like, especially exactly. my, my experience in Hollywood where I've been very selective as to projects I've taken, mm -hmm. but when I've gone on a set, it's, you know, like, I, I know what I bring. Yeah. Um, and as well as being able to ask for help. And learn from people. It's very much like wrestling, right? Um, like that Jonathan Banks, that you know the, the guy from Breaking Bad? Yeah. He played Mike on Breaking Bad. He's on uh, Better Call Saul now and everything. Man, just, it was the, like when you would wrestle a um, – like if you were just starting out and you'd wrestle like a Bobby Eaton yeah. on an indie show. Um, yep. How you learn. You just learn from – and it was so cool. Um, there have been a handful of people – that have really helped me out. And, um, you know, especially because I was playing like this weatherman role where I had glass. I, I look nothing like I, I do really, but you know, it was no to, you need this is be a good credit for you. Um, which by the way, that'll be out next year. It's, uh, it's Holly weird films who, okay. the reason I got the project was through this director, uh, named Franklin, who as young as he is, it, it really is, uh, amazing to just like watch someone's vision and how they, you know, let it kind of happen and unfold and, um, c directing man, that's a whole different racket, but, um, but no, he, again, keep your eye on him. His, um, name is, uh, is Franklin. He's a Holly weird films. Okay. There's on Instagram. So check him out. But, um, yeah, it, it was just allowing that experience to have a veteran, like just kind of get a vibe for it, you know, get a feel for it. 
another guy who was really cool on Midnight Texas was Jason Lewis, um, who was uh, on Sex in the City. Okay. And uh, but no, he really really cool guy. I uh, got to do some physicality with him, and man, he was down. Really? So it, it was, yeah, it was it was a really good positive experience there. So um, again, like being selective out here, I find is is the better part of um, discretion, maybe. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, you know what's good is you you know we've t- we talked about this on the podcast. I can't remember with who, and it's almost like the wrestling business when you first get in. You know, you're quiet. You you keep your mouth shut. Especially, you know, we broke in the early mm-hmm. 2000s, and it was yeah. still kind of like the end of the old school era. Mm-hmm. You know, first five years you're in, keep your mouth shut, do what you're told, just whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, but the the business in general treated you such like you your your worth was determined by your booking mm-hmm. on the shows you were on, or if there were names on the shows, did you work the names, did you not? And then, of course, the ultimate worth was do you get hired by WWE? Yeah. Yeah. Right? And, and then are you there? What do they do with you? Do they let you go? Did you get a fair shake? And it's like the whole business is, or can be, I should say very toxic mm-hmm. t- to our mentalities because for the first umpteen years, we just assume that our worth is whatever they tell us it is. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and if we try to think of our worth on our own or what we bring to the table, that's going to be heat or that's you got an ego or anything like that. And that's, I think a bad mentality to have and we're all guilty of it. And it's one Absolutely. of the hard, it's one of the hardest yeah. things to actually transform from because, you know, it's like Piper called it the sickness mm-hmm. yep. and the, there's so many people who can't get past that and they like, they'll stay there forever in WWE and it's like, They'll just allow the company to determine they're not worth very much, yeah. ju- just enough to stay there. Yeah, and they'll, you know, life is short, and before you know it, it's like, so when you can walk away and go, okay, I know what I bring to the table. The business has changed. I mean, if it was a different mm-hmm. time, we all know that opportunities up there would have been different because you were mm-hmm. would be in more control of your, mm-hmm. you know, everything, right? Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be so, yeah. you know, the rules wouldn't be so strict in the sandbox. Yeah. But but now you, you approach something else and you have a different outlook. You were able to shed the skin and now you know that you can approach this differently and smart to where you're going to do things on your terms. You're not going to allow another uh, avenue of entertainment to make you feel like you're not worth it or you're not good enough or anything. You're going to just uh, do it on your terms, essentially. Yeah. And, and again, you know, can we have everything the way we want it a hundred percent of the time? No, no. Um, you just kind of set your, your moral boundaries and then your um, I guess any other boundaries you want to set up uh, that's in accordance with your goals and your desires and then you can just go from there. Um, you know, like it, it, it's that simple, really. Um, and again, like with me, after I had kind of left the ring, there was very much like this repelling um, of anything pro wrestling because yeah. I need to shed that skin. And I, I forced myself to. It was, uh, again, not not the easiest thing in the world, especially when that's the only job you've ever really known and stuff. Yeah. But I, I kind of did the math and I said, look, I, I got the reactions that I got and I had the career that I had. Not because I take the best hip toss or give the best arm drag. 
Um, I did that. It was pretty much a lot of theatrics. Yeah. Um, and it was connecting with people to convey a story. And that's really, um, kind of all acting is. And then that was, you know, kind of making that piece. And, um, at one point I, I reconcile it to where like, if I got the itch to go wrestle again, I would absolutely do it. Yeah. You know, if someone made the right offer or it was cool, or I got to like hang with my friends and get paid for great. Awesome. You know, like I'm not close to it. Um, because I approach it very differently now. Yeah. Wrestling is an extension of who I am, not the other way around. And that goes for all of us. Yeah. You know, um, like you kind of make, get your peace in here first. And that goes with, with any avenue of life, really. Um, if you're in a relationship, if you're anything, what I found, and I'm not a self-help guy, um, but you know, make peace with yourself first. Yeah. Be okay with who you are and be honest with yourself. Yep. And then just act accordingly. And you know what? There's um there's really not a lot that can touch you after that. We'll all have ups and downs. Yeah. But um it, it really is kind of making peace of who you were. And again, I'm thankful for the career I had. I mean, the fact that people still remember me, it's it's insane. If I don't shave for you know about two weeks, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll get sand. Oh, or, yeah, it's it's pretty nuts. Well, no, you're so, you're 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 somebody that just can't walk down the road unless you completely change your look. You're gonna mm-hmm. that, that's gonna stick mm-hmm. with you for for a very very mm-hmm. long time. You're a very recognizable mm-hmm. guy, and you're a recognizable character there. So mm-hmm. I think that that's always going to be a good thing. Mm-hmm. But in JD, I was going to bring up the same point that before a lot of people in, in with wrestling they get wrapped up. And, and their self worth of being whatever the, the, they want it to be and whatnot, and it, it, it we've seen it. It's if you hold on to that, nothing good comes from that. And unfortunately, a lot of people ha- have not been able to escape that over the years. And it's so it's good to see you approach it and to have that 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 moment with yourself and being able to say, no. you know what? And I want to. This is these are my strong points. This is what I want to do, and just go all in on it. And, yeah, and no, thank you. You know, it's 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 truly truly admirable, and I think it, it's important for people. And in, me and JD talk about this with like wrestling fans. Sometimes there's a lot of really really great wrestling fans out there, but there's there's a portion of them that are they're so caught up in this, and they they sometimes you're a loser, you're this, you're that, and it you you nailed it. You're playing a role, and and I've tried to get, express that to them. Everybody there, nobody's there is a loser, and it's the. Everybody is playing the role exactly that they are asked to play to the best of their ability and mm-hmm. whatnot. And some guys play some roles better than others, but it's uh I think you have you, you have the right mindset and you and, and approach no, leaving. I, so it's You know uh, it begs the it begs the question though with these fans, and I don't understand this is Easy now, JD, not these just some. No, I know. <laughs> we don't we don't want to tag all the fans. <laughs> I say these as in the ones you're referring to, the, the negative. They know like they see in the news that you know Vince is going to go with Roman, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden Roman goes from being an organic babyface to all the hate he's gotten, right? Because they know that it's written on a piece of paper. Yeah. Vince is going with Roman, yeah. but yet if you lose X amount of matches on TV, they're still like, "Oh, you're a loser. You do nothing." It's like I thought you guys know that this is all mm. pre, you know, scripted. Like it can't mm-hmm. be part-time like you're mad at vince because he likes roman but now you think this guy's a loser because he hasn't been on tv yeah. or he's losing matches it's all on the same sheet of paper mm-hmm. yeah right like very so true. It's, very true <laughs> it's one of those who, who will never know the answer to that jd i feel yeah. like it's uh something we'll never know but aaron i was gonna ask you too i'm in another down memory lane if you remember i was telling jd this earlier 
It By was, the way, I love it. This is the first time you've ever called me Aaron. It's either Idol or Sand. Like that. That's just another thing how we use each other's names. Yeah, I don't oh, yeah. think I've ever heard you say Aaron. I which just, is funny. Yeah, I don't. It just came out. I don't know what happened. We just had a moment on the podcast. The uh, I was. Everyone has the wrestling names. Oh, is he frozen? Hey, oh, there you are. Okay. <laughs> You're frozen on my screen. You had a smile. I, I was worried. The um, no, because some I'm people really that happy. Say, <laughs> It only took 12 years. The uh, yep. <laughs> No, people call me Skip still. There's still some people that just refer to me, like uh, PJ Black, Justin Gabriel. He met me as Skip Sheffield, so I'm forever Skip to him. And uh, yeah. like Natty, Natty always calls me Skip. And uh, I don't know, I always just called you. I knew I met you as Idol. I just, yeah, Idol I mean, and, and after the podcast, please go back to that. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the... Um, I'll never. I was telling JD that there's two really, really good OVW stories I have with you. One that came to fruition many years later, which I, I always have appreciated you coming clean on this because it always I never knew the answer to this, and it was. But there was a moment we had a gay, uh, a guy that lived by us uh, in between our uh, apartments. We lived. You lived a mm-hmm. couple apartments down, and I had just gotten to, to Louisville from Deep South Wrestling mm-hmm. from Atlanta, and there was a show that day, or there was something. But I don't know if it was the pool was it. I don't know if the pool was right near us or not close. I don't remember what that was. But I well, there I, was two pools. There was the one out back because this is actually a really nice complex. Yeah. Um, uh, shout out to Mallet Crossing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we had the two pools. There was one like by the office back, side, like the, the big one by the office. Yeah. yeah. That was. Yeah. And then um, was there another one close to us? I can't remember. I think I just knew there was. Oh, see, I don't think I even knew that then. I think I just thought it was across on the uh, other side on the office. So, oh no, dude, there was one like maybe fifty feet away from you. Yeah, but I think I didn't know because I had just got there and I didn't. Oh, okay. I, I think. Oh, you later discovered. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> Which is going to tie into our next story because I actually yeah. met this next fellow in that pool over there where where he goes, uh, oh, you're one of them wrestlers, huh? And he, um, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. the, uh, the, the <laughs> I was tanning. I, I said, I'm going to put a blanket down on the back of my truck and, and get a little color. I don't know if we had a show later that day or if I was in a pinch for time. I don't remember what it was, but I never had ever done anything like this. And I was just like, well, I'm just going to, in the parking lot, lie a, a blanket in my truck and get a quick little 20 or 30 minute tanning session in out there. And uh, and I'll never forget, you, you came over and uh, smartened me up that there was a guy watching me uh, from the balcony. Yeah, like just standing straight over you. Yeah, um, and I, yeah, and I remember that was I was like, oh, what a what a nice guy coming over and helping me out here and letting me know because I, I soonly thereafter uh, got my blanket and went back inside. Yeah, and this was before there were like cell phone cameras, but um, it, it just and, and again, you know, it, it didn't seem appropriate. And I think with everything going on in the world today now, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's still you know again, it's uh, it's inappropriate. Yes. So. Yeah, I just kind of smartened you up a little bit. Um, I appreciated and, that. Um, yeah, but th- this guy, um, there was really nothing. I mean, after that, like he he, no. he was in the middle of us, like because you were on like way to the the right, yep. I was way to the left, and yes. th- these were like efficiency apartments, so you had everything you needed. Yep. Um, it, that was just a great easy time in our life. But I, I remember when you'd walk up the stairs, you know, the door was always open, and. Um, you know, the, I just the incense coming out of the apartment. He had it decorated like there was a lot of cloth and like yes. fabric, very zen. But um, the cat—that's the fat cat. That's what I always remember. Yeah, he had a was, fat cat. 
Yeah, I mean, I, JD, I, I know you have had probably the uh, the fattest of cats I've seen. Um, yep. But this this one was pretty close, and it would always lay down. And I thought that it, you know, like they have the door stops that you the things you can prop to hold the door open, yeah. like sometimes they're animals or something. I thought it was a really, really well put together doorstop, but then I saw it like it moved its head one day when I walked by. It freaked yes. me out. <laughs> the cat um, was always by the door. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was something. No, that was so. that's one of my OVW memories. And then remember, he burnt his place down from the incense. <laughs> it, there was a fire, and um, yeah, I, it was right. Yeah, it was the apartment next to mine. And um, but we were protected. Our place is nothing. Uh, it stayed with. We're all right. Yes. We're okay. Yeah, I think um, maybe like a piece of cloth caught on fire or something, <laughs> a you know, pillow or uh, But uh, speaking of that, uh, this, so I, I, this was another story that years, I remember being in a pool and uh, the, the, that, the pool closer to us, and uh, the, when this guy kept talking to me, and, uh, oh, you're one of them wrestlers, and I think he just assumed that all wrestlers had a bunch of money, and at that point in developmental, nobody had any money, and... Uh, I remember one day though I was uh, I had to go to it was before an OVW show I had to go to the office I don't know if I had to drop off rent or there was something I had to do and I had my Nissan Titan truck and I backed out the silver I, one the I silver remember. one yes yes and uh, I backed out and I went around the little roundabout and I I don't know if I had a couple of the guys I had I definitely had guys with me I'm driving to the show and halfway there I get a call from the Mallard Crossing office and they go yeah we have this guy he uh, he claims that. Uh, that you uh, backed into his vehicle and caused a bunch of damage and then fled the scene. And I, I said, I, I pull over on the side of the road and I checked the back of my uh, truck and completely spotless, everything was fine. And uh, I was like, that's, like I said, no, I, I would have known if I ran into the back of a guy. I, I go, I, I, no. And so anyways, go to the show. I, I eventually called my insurance uh, because the guy had came, he knew... He, this guy, he was at the office too the same time I was, I believe. Mm -hmm. So he just assumed it was me uh, or he wanted it to be me. And mm -hmm. uh, so he, he knew where I lived and my, he knew my vehicle. Mm -hmm. He must have got my license plate and he filed a thing with his insurance. And I got a yeah. call in the insurance. And so I tell the insurance, no, please come out, take pictures of the vehicle. It's here, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. So uh, the old Liberty Mutual comes out and they get pictures. There's no damage on my truck. And, uh, Later that year, the next year, when I had to go to re-file uh, my insurance, they were hitting me with a top-of-the-line, really high rates. And uh, I go, why are my rates going up? I have a perfect driving record. And they go, well, you have the, we paid out a claim to this guy for, uh, mm. for all this damage. I said, no, that was a lie. That never happened. I never hit, I go, you guys saw my truck. And they go, yeah, yeah. but he claims it was blah, blah. So they paid him out. And, and I was not aware of this Whoa. at the time. And uh, years later, I get a, I'll never forget it, TV. You, uh, I don't know what triggered, if you heard me say something to someone, but you told me it was actually, was it you that hit the guy? No, no. I was with someone else who we will protect. Okay, okay, yes. But I remember when it happened, um, I was on the other side of the car. And I went, well, that was really stupid. I mean, it, it was because we were in a hurry. Yeah. Um. And then they just went, oh, no, there's no damage. It's okay. So I, I never saw this. And then it was, you know, but that was months before. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I, oh. and yeah. It drove me, I, I, I forever didn't understand what happened. And uh, Yeah. I, well, I don't want this guy's, you know, insurance rates to go up or, like, yes, yes. chase down 
but I, I will say that my hand in it was like, okay, there's no damage. We're okay then. Yes. Um, but I, I didn't know the extent of it. And um, that's just a shame. It's real shame. It was, <laughs> it was Liberty it's, Mutual got, yeah. I, I paid high insurance rates for, I don't know if it was two or three years because of that. Oh, it was, and I say high, just higher than they were. It wasn't. It was, it was no need. You know, there was no need, especially in, yeah, like it's, it's interesting, man. Insurance is uh, it's a very interesting game. Oh. But, you know, we need it. Obviously, yes. we, we all need insurance. But, um, you know, so, some companies I, I find are better than the others, especially now because we've been dealing with a lot more yeah, yeah. Uh, in this area. So No, that's what but I some, find some it with everything. Health too, insurance, so. car insurance, every life insurance. It's... Yep. It's, uh, it's a necessary evil. I was you know get- what I would like to bring up? What is that? Um, you know, as you can see, I'm still in my bathrobe now because it's Sunday, and that's just how I rock it on a Sunday. Yes, yes. Um, I was known for wearing a bathrobe. You know, the, the blue robe, it was yes. very, um, it was a staple of the character. Yes. And the man that constructed both blue robes, both the original cloth and then the velvet one is joining us right here on the podcast mr jd michaels or oh JD jesus Never. dude that's right i forgot those things were such a pain in the ass. oh yeah i yeah i had no idea about this oh my god i had to go to the store and i was looking for yeah. a bathrobe pattern and like the the tallest pattern accommodated like mm. six foot and i'm like oh shit because aaron's like six five six six yeah and uh wasn't the first one too short? The first one was too short. And then and we had put to, an extension on it. We had to put like a two-foot yeah. fucking extension on that it. Was wearing yeah. a short robe, I feel like it'd be like, look like a real pervert in a short robe. You want to, you got to well, make sure you have... The, no one needs that. No, no. Well, man, it, it, it went, it, I think it went to his knees, but he wanted it all the <laughs> yeah. way down to his yeah. ankles. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I, I think the Sandow character would have not been the same had that not... You know, that extension not been put on. I don't think you would have um, been able to come out in that with a PG show either. No. Yeah. No. No, but that was, that, that, that character was about class. Yes. That was, that robe was class. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know, that's, JD, you've done, you've done weight belts, you've done this, you did my singlets, you did his robe, you did, you've done, you've done it all. A lot of the divas outfits. Oh my God. I can't even believe I did some of that stuff, honestly, because it was like most of the stuff that I ever did, I never had patterns for. And I would just draw shit on like construction paper. Just figure it out. Well, I would like go stand in the mirror and I'm like, okay, well, this guy's a little bit bigger, you know, but with the girls, it was like I used to just, I would lose sleep over it because I had nothing to go off of. I didn't, because those mannequins, the kind of mannequin I should have had was probably between $500 and $1,000. I couldn't afford it. Yeah. So there was just a lot of crossing my fingers that, you know, wow. especially with the girls, like with the guys, it's one thing because yeah. the, the, the waist is a little bit bigger, or the thighs are a little bit bigger. But girls, it's like, you know, tall torso, short torso, big boobs, small boobs, fake boobs, real boobs, wide back, no back. It was just like but, so no many. But. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it or hips, no hips, and it was just like, man, mm. stressful life. Those mannequins huh. aren't doing those booty building exercises, so that you can't really you just have to. I everything. Got to get them in shape. They, they need to start taking uh, some of the supplements, man. And by the way, congrats on that. Uh, Thank you. Ryan's always kept me updated. I, I've had your pre-workout several times. and um, We have a new updated awesome. formula on that, by the way. Yeah. That it's a new and improved taste and half the serving size. We've, uh, we've improved it. It's with everything. It's been 
It has been a, uh, a learning experience with all this for me too, but it's, yeah, we started with three supplements. We're about, my goal this year was to, to release seven supplements. The, the, the 10 count creatine is coming out uh, here before the end of December. So I will hit that goal. And uh, it's been, uh, it's been, it's been a lot of work, but it's been very rewarding too. So thank you. That's great. Well, again, you know what? It's like, we're all kind of going in our own direction and doing, doing yeah. our own thing, kind of pursuing what we're good at. And I think it's just really testament to our generation. Yep. Um, where we're really the first group of guys to say, you know what? Thank you yeah. for everything. Um, but now it's time to, you know, to branch out. And again, like we're, we're not, we're not associated with them so much as yeah. like we are making them associated with us and how they fit in our life. Look, is it a part of our lives? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it, it's but a it's only I mean, business part. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have it's to be the whole, It's not the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, exactly. And you know what? There's been so many awesome, good memories. I mean, like, look, for a first career, I could not think of a better first career to have. No, there's a ton. I tell people that there's, there, there's so like, many there's great so memories much good. for this. And I'm thankful. Yeah. And, and I've, we've done it on this podcast where I've been very honest and told my story for my fans. We, I talk highly about them in different situations and I tell mm -hmm. the truth on other situations. And yeah. sometimes people just want to take the negative and just run with it and whatever. And it's, but there's been so many great things in, in that career and, and, and that, that I'm thankful oh, yeah. for. It's from the beginning yeah. till now still. But yep. I was going to ask you that because for me, you know, in, in you leaving in, 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 in parting ways with them, I didn't really ever understand that and know where that went. I chose to walk away. I was not mm -hmm. feeling good. I wasn't happy with a lot of things. And mm -hmm. for me, the moment I left, I got hit with all the health stuff. And this has been a whole different oh, yeah, experience yeah. for me. And, and But I'm, I'm finally in a really, really good place and, and from just being awesome. patient. And this is the healthiest I've been in years now. That's great. With you, what, what necessarily, like, did you, did you ask at some point that you wanted to go or were yes i um because they usually they usually will pull you off tv because that's what kind of was told to me if i wanted to let my contract run out well no i mean they, they had kept me off tv for so long um and then i remember like the there was the following year the battle royal at wrestlemania i was doing something with Shaq, and they were like hey just remember when you get in there don't have personality this isn't about you i'm like okay Wow. So I, I just slid in the ring. I took an extra <laughs> second. I didn't do anything. I just stood there and smiled. Yeah. And the reaction the crowd got, because they hadn't seen me for months. Yeah, uh, I was there. Shaq threw me out. And I remember they booed him. And then whatever went on, went on. And then there was a Royal Rumble match where there was like something with a popular vote. And they voted me and uh, Darren Young in for some reason to yeah. this like four-corner tag match. But the reaction I got because they hadn't seen me in a while, and we hit the Hallelujah music and everything. Yep. Um, I remember coming to the back, and certain people not even like looking at me, but it was the reaction was it, it was Mizdow level. They were chanting Sandow. And, yeah. You know, you don't believe me? Go look at the footage. Yep. So that that's that's one good thing. It's like I, I don't like oh, I should have been this. I should have been this. It's like no, you know what? Look at the footage. Judge for yourself. But yep. this was at the time uh, what I was basing my decisions off of, and when there was just no like, wow, holy shit. They really, you know, still like they want to see this, or yeah. they're obviously, you know, they're the fan reactions are. And That's I said, not okay, easy. no, you don't, you don't want to acknowledge it. Nothing I can do. Yeah. What I'm going to do then is just, I thought about it for a little bit. <clears throat> and um, I remember it was after WrestleMania where I asked Carano, um, 
I just was like, hey, Mark, look, I'm not happy here. You guys obviously aren't doing anything. Yeah. Um, I don't think this is a good fit. Because I knew, like I said, it, it was just, it was. I didn't want to spend my life, you know, there getting a paycheck. Yeah. When there's, by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. There's no, absolutely nothing, yeah. nothing wrong with what people choose. But with me, like, I needed to, like. You're a creative person, though, I feel like, too. And you yeah. need to be able to. The, that that's something yeah. I think I I feel I'm a creative person. At times it, it, it's sometimes we it's hard. Your own supplement line. Yeah, <laughs> it, creating bodies. Yes, it, <laughs> but it, it can be hard to be to be limited sometimes, or to be told that this is Absolutely. your role. So they, and it, again, everybody has their 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 own decisions to make and whatnot. So, but I can completely respect and understand that. Well, thank you. yeah. And again, it just it's a it's a natural progression, yeah. you know. And and those of us, I think that finally. Um, decided hey you know we're we're gonna do our own thing and, and really yeah. try and we did it our own ways and yeah. we're doing it our own ways and that's it man that's just uh, the, the name of the game there's no cap on it essentially which yeah. is the, 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 the success is gonna fall on ourselves if at the end of the yeah. day and yeah or the lack thereof or whatever it, it, but it, at least it's on us and yeah, it, it's 100%. a more empowering thing and i think that's really 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 cool that's yeah. what me and uh in jd talk and like i try to like it's I've, told you, I've actually with with my situation too with Sophie too have been able to have some downtime from wrestling here the last awesome. few months and it's been good like it, it's the healthiest I've been and it, it, you got to just get away from it for a while and mm. it's uh, I respect that you've been able to do that and uh, and, and have well, success you. in doing that. Thank you. With no, that, I, I wanted to same to all of us really. Yeah, with a and to kind of to, to to wrap this this whole thing up coming up here shortly. I did want to. One thing before I talk about social media briefly with you and what you're doing on social media, but oh you, yeah, now's when I'm totally going to call in the friend fave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but, you're all going to witness it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but I did want to know if uh, if you had if you had one good Steve Lewington story, DJ Gabriel story that you could share with the world. Who I don't know if you if you are able to. I don't know. That was just my you know random what? question. Um, man, there are so many. Are there any we could so share on this amazing, podcast? Yes, you know what? I'm going to. Okay, so th- th- this will this will be great actually because we're going to introduce the world if you haven't already talked about them to one or two other staples in OVW. Which, by the way, whenever you want to have me on here again, like that's that's another or we never even got into OVW. That, really. That's yeah. a whole series. The, yeah. the OVW characters. We we you know what? We've been chatting a minute. We haven't really touched on. Like, <laughs> yes, well, no. so, so th- th- this is a glimpse. So Steve Lewington, DJ Gabriel, who is an awesome person. Um, I think he's doing very well right now in England. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I really hope he's okay. And I, I always liked him. He's one of the nicest guys. Yeah. Just a nice, genuine human being. But a character. Yeah. We had a show in, it was like Hodgkinville, Kentucky. And Hodgkinville. Uh, like, oh, was that the, 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 the barn with only three sides? Kinda. Yes. 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 Yeah. Right. It, it was E Town's. It was the the satellite town of Elizabethtown. That was a satellite of Louisville. Like E Town was our our go to. So this is Hodgkinville, birthplace of Abraham Lincoln, ladies and gentlemen. And as a Kentucky Colonel, I do find it necessary to just share a little bit of Kentucky history with everyone on every chance I get. So there you go. Um, but it was somebody. I don't know if it was like Sean O'Hare or. Like, and the reason I'm saying Sean O'Hare is because he had blue hair at the time, and he he was like trying some stuff out, uh, and a lot of it was Japanese based. But, yep. um, 
somebody was spitting blue mist, right, yeah. at, on, at, on people. Um, Could have been anybody. Now, look, we, we've seen Muda with the green mist, right? Rumors are it's fucking food coloring. or I just said the F word. I'm sorry. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're good. Um, like food coloring or something and um, water. And at the end of the day, who the hell knows a recipe, right? Yeah. There, there's obviously a certain amount of green you have to put in for the camera to pick it up and it, to get on the person just enough so that people can see it. Whoever was spitting this blue stuff didn't have the recipe down. Okay. And they had probably a very big mouth size wise because I'll never forget Lewington coming to the back and he had his, you know, of all times not to wear your blue trunks, he wears the red ones. I mean, come on, Steve. Like common sense, buddy. But he had the, the, the red. And then they were long tights with like the, the top gun stuff on them. Yep. Really cool looking gear. And Lewington's jacked. Oh, right? jacked. But he came back and literally, like, he was all blue. I mean, this dude like looked like smurf. me. Like a smurf. Like Stewie Smurf, you know? <laughs> and we're like, dude, what? Holy. Like, we couldn't even say anything to him. It, it, was, it was so. Ridiculous. Oh, he's like, it's not coming off. It's not coming off. Uh. <laughs> I forget you do a great Lewington impression. Thank too. you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And we're like, we're all trying to help him. Like, this is at a point like, okay, now he's now Steve Bluington. <laughs> so we need to, like, like we've kind of joked about it a little bit. And, like, now let's, like, get it off. And as we're starting to get it off, we're starting to make more jokes about it because he's going to be okay. Yes. And then Hollywood Dale Duncan walks. Oh, Hollywood Dale Duncan. That's a name. Who, ladies and gentlemen, I am not even going to attack because if we try to describe him, we will run out of phone battery. Yeah, yeah. We um, wouldn't do him justice. He was a character. Very eccentric character. Comes in screaming that Steve needs some medication. <laughs> and then I think it was Santino starts singing the song, like something about medication. And then everyone starts <laughs> joining in. But it, it, it became like this whole. Like, I don't even know what you call it, but there was all of us, like, starting to do that. And Hollywood starts dancing, and then Lewington started doing the robot as he was blue, as someone snapped a picture of it, which I had on an old phone of mine. Really? And I lost. And uh, that, like, that's the one picture I, I wish we could have had, because it's, like, it's Wood in mid-dance. Like, he's, like, off yep. the ground. And, like, it, it, it was just pretty picture. funny. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, Lewington was great, man. He, he was awesome. No, he was, uh, there's so many Steve Wellington. I remember the small hands, the discovery of his really small hands at OVW practice one day. And everybody oh, was yeah. being blown away by the really small hands of this just genetically jacked guy. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> thank you for as, sharing that. Anytime, you know, as, um, God, I mean, they're, 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 yeah, they're, there's just so many. I mean, and that's the thing, like the, the relationships you make and the bonds you make, you know, it's, yep. it's great. We might away. have to bring you back on to do an OVW thing. Oh yeah, that, that would. Be, yeah. Uh, I think that yeah. would be some. There's some some good stuff from that period. Yeah. With that, I did say with social media. What's going on with with your social media now? You have a you have a whole new Instagram, or you're just now getting on yeah. Instagram? <laughs> yes, this. Well, I was going to ask you guys what's going on with social media because yes. here's the thing, right? I am a very private person, as, yeah. and it's it's joked about. Like I'm a. 
extreme. I've gotten better here in the last year or so, but um, my Twitter was always kind of business. Yep. Uh, I, I I never thought like, okay, I'm gonna tweet or, or post a picture of what I ate for breakfast, right? Like, I'm just. Yes. I don't know if it's like I, I don't want to be that self-absorbed or whatever, but um, as I'm kind of getting more involved out here, yeah, you need to have a, an Instagram. So I made one yeah. a few months ago, and uh, I'm actually like just starting to use it more now. It's uh, it's the Instagram is at the Aaron Files. That's Aaron with one A, one R. Yep. Um, so I'm I'm starting to like use it, and you know, you, you post a picture every now and then, or um, but Brodus actually like so, somebody made okay, like th- this bathrobe by the way fairly new bathrobe i've had it about two weeks okay um i when i bought it i took a picture of myself and sent it out to people uh that would would laugh at it yep um there's that newsmaker app and someone made something about me right yeah when the picture said man buys bathrobe gives up on life (laughs) it's funny it's pretty funny um, you, you need to go to his Instagram and check it out. Like it, it's it's awesome. It's like the head buys room and gives up on life. <laughs> story at nine or something like that. <laughs> and um, he he posted on Instagram. I went, what the hell is this? But it, it was so funny. But because he posted it, I got like hundreds of followers. Because so people don't know it's me because I look very differently. Yes. There, there, there's a great picture of me. Um, it's a or great. It's black and white. I'm I'm shaved. I, I kind of got a weird Ray Liotta thing going on. Yep. I'm not sure. But um, yeah. If you can go there, or if you could tag me in something, here here's the friend fave. Yeah. Hey, can you tag me, bro? Yes, yes. No, that's what uh, when we release this uh, <laughs> tomorrow, and we'll have the image done up tonight, and you will be in. I'll do usually. I do the post on Instagram, and then I do it'll be in the stories every single day. I'll tag you every single time in those. Uh, so yeah, that definitely. <laughs> no, it, it's. I'm I much like. I mean, I would offer to help you, but you no, have way more followers than me. So I got those. I'm about finally about to hit. It's taken me, I made that my last like eight or nine months in WWE because the social media Nikki got on me in England to make an Instagram. Yeah. I was totally against it. I, I wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah, we both were. And I said, you know what, I'll do it. And I ended up getting a million followers. I wish I would have made it my first year. It would have been because yeah. it's the most important thing for business. And like yeah. now, I am full blown involved in it. I have I have a it's person amazing. working for me, but I'm constantly. It has been the most important piece for my business. But it's, I I tell JD this all the time. I eventually just want to turn it all over to somebody else. Um, yeah, because I enjoy life. I, because it, it kind of it, there's there's a lot of negatives with it. As good as it is, it's mm-hmm. I would rather try to live a little more. And it's like you said, like the food and it's. It's just it's too much at times, and uh, well, you got to find a balance. Yeah, right. I'm it's, sure every, it's, like it's balance with anything. So yeah, but, but you will be tagged in all of that, and blah blah cheer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which by the way, that <laughs> noise you do that was a noise from you. You'd created the the r e e e e e. That and, is uh, that, is, that is how you spell it. And uh, <laughs> with an exclamation point at the end, that's actually part of yes. Because again, with sounds, you can add stuff because they, they're not confounded to just letters that's the best thing with sounds <laughs> but that's an inside thing with uh with me and yeah. aaron idol and uh with with going home t- taking this home i i do i want to ask you the one question i ask everybody is if you give one piece of advice and you might have already touched on it in, in this interview uh one piece of advice to the listeners out there what would that be from your experience and what you've learned in your life um 
number one, don't let anything that's not inside you already affect who you are inside. Um, you know, uh, ha have a very grounded sense of self. And if you don't, it's completely okay. You know, I know people, um, we all have periods in our life that can cause us um, either great trauma or great growth. Yep. And, you know, again, with, with both of us, all of us here, um, you know, again, it's being okay with who you are first. And then that really, to me, is the um, kind of like the end all be all, like in, in, in terms of, um, and I shouldn't say end all be all, but it, it's uh, definitely a foundation stone of yes. um, leading a happy life. Like right now, you know, if I, like I was up actually up for a, um, a very good part in a, uh, a pretty big TV show and okay, ended up not working out. And this happened last week. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Like, I've, I've only really been at this for about a year. Seriously. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm really good, like, to, to have the jobs I've had and, and people I've worked with already. Um, like, I, I just didn't let it get to me. And most, oh, like, oh, aren't you just whatever? No. Like, look, there's only one Ryback. There's only one JD. There's only one me, right? Like, we just got to bring ourselves to whatever we're doing, whether that's an acting role whether that is a podcast, a supplement company, yeah. um, you know, the weight belt company, which I heard is kicking ass, JD. Congrats on that. If, if I lifted heavy, I would absolutely hit you up. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's it just kind of like get concerned who you are and be adaptable to yep. be able to uh, adapt to any situation in life. And that will cause you to sleep better at night and um, lead for a more prosperous life. So I guess that's two bits of advice. But again, I'm the former intellectual savior. So yes. that's kind of. I expected nothing less from you on that. With that, Aaron, I want to say just so one, one last time, it's the Aaron Files on Instagram. And then and what, what is where people can find you on your latest role? What you said, the Midnight. I'm sorry. Uh, so Midnight Texas yep. on uh, NBC airs Friday night. I think I have one or two more episodes left. Okay. Um, depending, I'm not like how, how editing is going to go, but, um, yeah, did that, um, at the Holly weird film production. They're also on Instagram. They came and left did that with Jonathan Banks. Okay. Um, really, really cool. And, uh, there is, I don't want to say anything, but there's a, a potential, uh, film, actually two potential film projects coming up, um, here in the next couple of weeks. So we shall see again, let it, uh, let it happen when it's supposed to. Good deal. Best of luck. Aaron, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. Anytime. And yeah. uh, we're going to take a quick break here, guys, and we'll be right back after these messages. It's the big guy Ryback with Feed Me More Nutrition, and I just wanted to say thank you guys for another great year. We started the brand with three supplements, and we're now getting ready to release our seventh supplement, our 10-count creatine. We just released our GTS Go to Sleep High-Powered Sleep Aid, so if you have a difficult time falling asleep or staying asleep, check out our all-natural GTS sleep aid available on feedmemore.com and Amazon. Speaking of feedmemore.com, we have all new domestic shipping rates. No shipping over $9.99 domestically anymore, with rates as low as $4.99. We want to be more competitive, and as a thank you guys for being loyal customers, offer you the best shipping rates we possibly can. So if you guys haven't checked out Feed Me More Nutrition, now's your chance. We are a premium all-natural supplement company that gives you safe, natural formulas that get results. FeedMeMore.com and Amazon. Get hungry. Stay hungry. Feed. Me. More. All right. We are back. Big thank you to Aaron Stevens. 
Damien Sandow, Idol Stevens for coming on Conversation with the Big Guy. Great human being. He's We didn't even scratch the surface with him. We were talking. There's so many OVW stories he has, too. Um, Just Louisville stories yeah, in Louisville general. Louisville in general, yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's led a very interesting life. Didn't even, there's so much more we could have talked about with all that. Didn't even, half my notes didn't even touch on the, uh, I had to piss. I couldn't, when we took that break, the, I, <laughs> I was shaking. I was like, by the, because I, I kind of rock anyways as we do the show. I'm always kind of just moving, but I couldn't, I, I was, I was trying to stay still at points and then I couldn't towards the end. I was just like, this moment we got down, I had to just take the headphones off. You started talking. I was like, I couldn't, I can't take it. I, Oh man, but how did you meet? You've known him. You've known I, Aaron forever. Was OVW the first time you met him as well down there? Yeah, I actually met him before I moved to Louisville. At a in two thousand four, I had a three day tryout at OVW, and on the second day, uh, some of us worked with some of the contracted talent. Um, on literally just like basic chain wrestling. It was weird. First day we did these drills and all this other stuff. And then on like the second day, they had all these mats all around the ring, uh, going all the way to like the front door. And they, everybody was, I think actually I was paired with Aaron at one point and we were just, you know, chain wrestling. And that's how I met him. And, uh, then a couple years later when I moved there, it was right around the time that he was, re- he got released the first time. time and uh he kind of wasn't allowed to come back to ovw because they had really strict rules with former about, wwe talent contracted yeah, talent. yeah. You, you weren't even supposed to like be on the property and all this shit but yep. um just got to know him he used to come over all the time it's funny because uh you were talking on the on the in the interview about like you know people coming in and out of your life. And if I think back to who I was good friends with and who you were good friends with, it's like we all might not have been friends together at the same time, but it's all the same people like yep. Chris Cage or, you know, Kalen Croft. I was, you know, pretty close with him in Louisville. Same thing with Aaron. Uh, same thing with a couple other guys. And they're also the same people that, you know, I think once you moved to Tampa, you know, you became close with, and it's just kind of funny how, you know, it's almost like we have a few things in common because yeah. we all, you know, we all that know that you're spot on on that. It, we, we had mutual friends, but we weren't like, and we never had talked as much early on, but we always knew each other. And then, but like, you don't know, it's like. It's weird how life works with all that. And then, like, if you would have said, like, back then, like, you guys, you guys are going to be doing a podcast together someday, and then, and this is going to happen here, and like, Idol coming in and out at different points, and it's, man, I mean, yeah, it's weird. That's that uh, brings back memories. I like, I like doing this with like with the guys, and I, I'm honestly, when I was talking to him here, it, that was when it hit me, essentially, even a little before that, but like, just, man. This guy's been throughout my entire career from the very beginning at different points and and you guys in together and just all of it. Like the you you doing his robes just blew me away. Like I wasn't I didn't I was just like, wow, that's I forgot. I just literally just had another memory too where he ruined 
he ruined a pair of my tights um, <laughs> because Aaron wasn't, he never used to be the most motivated individual at times. And I remember he had this trick. If he would forget to tan, he bought, he, he kept a couple different tubes of lipstick in his uh, yes. ear bag. Yep. Right. And he, so one day, uh, him and I were, I'm trying to remember what the match was. It was Eugene and Rob Conway and myself and Aaron. I don't remember the pairing. I remember Eugene, Eugene was on the other side and we're getting ready for the match and, you know, kind of talking about whatever. And like, I see Aaron's like flicking himself with this lipstick and I was like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? And it was, it was a pr pretty red shade of lipstick. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm getting a tan. And I'm like, dude, you look like you got beat up by Freddy Krueger. And then he gets out the cocoa butter. Yep. And he starts smearing it all together. And next thing you know, he kind of sort of looks like he's sunburned. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, that's not too bad. But then somehow in the match, I don't remember what it was. That's why I can't remember if we were on the same team or not. <laughs> I got a big smear of it on my thigh. I don't know if something They banned happened. this, actually, because it was getting all over the mats, I think. This was like... Well... That it, and Tanner, it, they, they for a while banned... I got a big smear across my thigh and it was, you know, it was like a reddish brown. It, it looked like really old, bright blood that yeah. had dried up and I washed my tights and you, dude, blood would come out of my tights like nothing. Yep. And this didn't. And then I washed it again. I fucking put bleach just on the spot. I did everything I could and this stain didn't budge. Ugh. And I was just like, wow, that is some potent shit. Like, the lipstick. I remember Paul Birchall used to do that. Birchall would be in the back uh, at OVW, and he would for TVs. He would put on the lipstick and the and rub it in with with, with probably the cocoa, the is it cocoa butter or, or some yeah, form yeah. of something to kind of smear it. And damn, that's it's funny looking back to those. Like, Jesus, <laughs> but very very appreciative that uh, Aaron made the time. And uh, wish him well. We're those. we're we're very lucky actually because Aaron's been, you know, even though you've heard the interview, don't let it be deceiving. He's been in a very bad place in life, and he made the news recently. And oh, I'm gonna, yes. yeah, I'm gonna put it up here for the viewers on my phone. Um, <laughs> Man purchases to... bathrobe and gives up on life. His full story at eleven. <laughs> so. You guys have to remember, he acknowledged that he's still wearing the robe while he's talking to us, and he bought it two weeks ago. So the interview is done from the shed, which means he got off the couch and made it from the house to the shed to yes. do the interview. So there is progress there. He hasn't given up totally. Yes, he, he clearly, clearly <laughs> the news is a little getting a little ahead of itself. Cause, well, the, the news has never been completely accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're making progress. So, no, but it, it really, really cool having Aaron on. And we actually, next week, we're, we're interviewing. I don't know if we're going to put it on next week's show or the following. Usually, we like to do a week of the three men show because I think Tom, we got Thomas DeLauer coming on. We've gotten that all coordinated. Uh, well, the, the week, well if, we, if we aired it the week after that, that's Christmas week. So, we might have to. Keep that in the can for a Keep bit. Keep it in the can till the beginning of the new year. That might be the best, yeah, with the yeah. holiday show. That's uh, especially too doing an interview on intermittent fasting during Christmas. I feel <laughs> Christmas like Christmas week, yeah, <laughs> might be a little counterproductive. 
So, uh, but we'll get that and we'll we'll have that ready to go. If uh, okay. if not, if if not, we could put it on. We could put it on next week, um, technically too. But with the holidays, we don't want to be Debbie Downers with the holidays. No. Um, and in good news, I told you uh, we were contacted by um, possibly getting the show on on iHeartRadio on their on their app, uh, which is a a huge step in the in the right direction. And uh, we'll have more details on that hopefully here this this week, and uh, which will be great exposure for us uh, being on that app and, and whatnot. So it's uh, just continuously growing things, evolving things, and uh, having a good time. We do these interviews uh, for you guys, you know, entertainment, but to learn a thing or two. And uh, I like learning. I certainly don't know everything, and just I like uh, having people that are smarter than me on the show. So. Um, hopefully you guys are enjoying the interviews and, uh, as much as we are, but with that, JD, anything you want to go ahead and, uh, plug to wrap up this week's episode? You can follow me on Instagram, which dude, uh, I think it was yesterday. I couldn't get into my Instagram on my phone. Oh, really? It was on, I could get to it on the computer, but not on my phone. Huh. And it wouldn't let me uninstall the app. I could only disable it. I've never had that before. Yeah, there was no uninstall option. Huh. I was like, I've never seen this before. Uh, apparently, it's a was part of an update from a while back where you can no longer truly remove it from your phone. Very uh, creepy, almost. I man, it's it might be a point like, where well, we're gonna have Instagram uh, chips in our brains. I was like, well, I'll just uninstall and reinstall the app and do that kind of thing, and like, I was like enable or disable and i went and checked some of my other apps and you could still uninstall them i'm like what the fuck is going on here but eventually i uh after about two hours of shit in my pants i got back in and uh you can check me out there there's not a whole lot of action going on i'm not really posting very much because with so many orders for christmas it's hard for me to post and i don't always know what's a present so i'm kind of being cautious but it's at iron attitude jd uh, and the website is ironattitudebelts.com. Uh, my Christmas cutoff was many weeks ago. However, if you still would like to purchase one as a Christmas present, I had two PDFs designed that I can email to you, and you can download and print them off. Uh, you, one's sort of plain, and the other one's a little more Christmassy. You can print them off, put them in a card, or wrap them up, and the person will have something to open and it says on there that their belt was ordered and will arrive in January. Very so good. That is a possibility as well. That is a, the very, that was a good idea. That actually, I, I like that a lot actually, because it allows people to still get the gift if they want and to get them then that's, uh, I, I think that was, that was a good move. Mm-hmm. Good deal. The, uh, for me guys on this, just social media, at CWTBG, at Ryback22 on Twitter, at FMMN, at FMM Nutrition on Twitter, at Feed Me More Nutrition on Facebook, The Big Guy Ryback22, Conversation with the Big Guy, and at Feed Me More Nutrition on Instagram, and Ryback247 on Snapchat. This show, youtube.com slash Feed Me More channel on YouTube for the, for the video format of the show and hopefully some clips here coming up as well all fan mail p.o box 752740 las vegas nevada 89136 
We have the Amazon merch. We have our Feed Me More Nutrition shirts being uploaded onto feedmemore.com for everything Feed Me More Nutrition, also available on Amazon. So get those Christmas orders in. Personal video shout-outs, the big guy, Ryback, bookcameo.com slash thebigguyryback. And uh, for all professional wrestling bookings, we have 2019 rates. Bill Barron's is showbiz at aol.com or book the big guy at yahoo.com and check out my motivational book wake up it's feeding time available on amazon and paperback audible in kindle formats thank you guys for listening you've just listened to another episode of conversation with the big guy feed me more